You are listening to the Wavy Club Podcast. <laughs> Wavy. Yo, what is up, everybody? It's Benji from Wavy, and this is episode 004 of the Wavy Podcast, and I'm with Oscar Scheller. What's up, Oscar? Yo, yo, yo. Oscar is a friend of mine and an amazing writer, producer, and artist who's just dropped an album, Boys Cry, right? That's right. Let's go. Thank you for saying I'm amazing. (laughs) (laughs) You are. I've worked with you and you do all these different things. So it's dope to have you on and have you talk about these things. Pleasure. Pleasure to be here. All all the awesomeness. Um, And so, yeah, you've just released an album. Yeah. Boys Cry. Mm -hmm. How's that feel? How's that been? Wow. I mean, like it's my third studio album and... Let's go. It's like the first one that I felt like properly, like is authentically me. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. And I think it's just a deeply personal and raw album. Like, and it's like crazy that it's out there now <laughs> and everyone can like listen to it. And yeah, it's, it's you know, it makes you feel very vulnerable. But then I think yeah. that's like, but that was the whole point of it. I wanted it to yeah. be. I wanted to be vulnerable though, like um, yeah, that was that's the statement basically. Um, that's the, I mean, it's a very it is. I was listening to it, like I said this morning, mm. and I would listen to it when you you know the other day. But um, it's so it's beautiful. It's got like this R and B, this like ethereal vibes. It's got pop moments, like it's got your vocal, which is like got the lower tones, but you can also like get some amazing higher stuff. I love it. Thank you, man. Yeah. yeah. Famous Enough to Die is amazing. And that's a great lyric as well. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just felt like I'm, I'm, I'm now completely independent. Um, the energy awesome. around what it's I'm better. doing is so much better. Like, Would you, do make, you think that's better for artists, like the independent? Yeah. Route? Yeah, yeah, I do. I think I like, would that, agree, yeah. that model is the future. Uh, and I think it has been for a while, but it's just like the world is like catching up. And, yeah, um, <laughs> the record label was working out how to buy all the independents. <laughs> this, uh, yeah, no, that's that is a thing, and yeah, yeah, I just think like it's just it's so nice to like to have know, that control, I guess, right? Yeah, to have that control, to have that like agency, and you know the autonomy, which I think like artists really crave and deserve, and yeah you know, it's just this different energy around it. Like, um, and I think, you know, do it, doing it yourself just feels really good. It's just, it just makes you feel good. Yeah. Like I did this, you know? Yeah. Uh, and you start to understand the different aspects of the process more instead of delegating it to, you know, record label or mm-hmm. groups of people that, I mean, you don't always get to meet face to face or whatever, you know, you don't really know exactly what's going on sometimes. I think having the control, right, is yeah. like so much better. Yeah, and as as much as as a struggle as it can be, like of course the payoff yeah. is huge just for your kind of self esteem and like you know something that you've achieved and yeah, it's just it's great. It's great to do it. That's dope. I'm happy for you. I'm so happy for you to get this record out. And Thank you. how did it? How did it? How did it first come about? Did you consciously set out to make a make an out? This you're like I'm making my third album, or was it like? Well, I wasn't really sure. I hadn't had it in my head that I was going to make another album, you know, because I've been doing a lot of, like, writing, writing and production. Yeah. And, like, 
you know, that's been taking its course and kind of took like front center stage really. Uh, at, and so I didn't really like set out to make another album, but yeah. it kind of just happened because yeah. I, you know, I can't stop making music. Making like, music. <laughs> it's kind of a problem. Um, but it's also, it makes me realize that it is a, um, you know, there's a, a real kind of, uh, sort of calling there, like yeah. that I respond to whatever, like without sounding like a wanker. But it's like, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I know what you're saying. Though. You know, I think like when there are things that you need to say, like you feel like you need to say them and then that's the only way it's like, I need to say this. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's more like of a kind of, um, of <laughs> a, an, a need, an urgency. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. To, to just like be able to express yourself because, you know, I, I still have things to say about my experience. And yeah. you know, so it kind of happened like that. And then, uh, I'd, I've been having therapy like since I was a kid, but yeah. more importantly, the last two and a half, three years of my therapy yeah. has been really significant and, and kind of, I've seen like a, a sort of turning of the tide and yeah, and I, and that's I amazing. it kind of marked that as well. I was like, I'm really, I'm ready to, <clears throat> to do this. I'm ready to like go in. I'm not trying to hide behind anything and so i just like you know i started making really sort of honest records and then it's like well this is what's going to be um this is what's going to be the record oh yeah. that's awesome so you were sort of just making things on the how, how long did it take altogether like what was the the breadth of time you were working on it well so i finished http 404 yeah and that's also sick as well. You had Lily Allen on that as well, right? Lily was on there, yeah. Like, all, like a lot of friends and collaborators. Yeah, if, yeah. Um, and, you know, I'd already been writing stuff like before that was out. And so I had, like, like, loads of backlog. And then, actually, like, the Boys Cry kind of started when I wrote Famous Enough to Die. Um, awesome. Which came from just, I was just like, making a beat and I was like, I wonder if I do this and put this like Juno thing with this kind of like beat and then kind of seeing where it would go. And yeah, it was just very like a free experience. Like yeah. the whole writing of making of the album was very freeing because I wasn't like thinking about like how I was going to do it. I was just letting it happen. Um, yeah. And that's a really nice way to work. It's not often that, that is a nice you get way to do that. No, that's true. Letting it happen is good sometimes. It's like you need to spend all that time getting the experience and mm -hmm. building up the skill set. But then once you're sort of at a point, you know, it's just like about letting go and allowing the music out of you almost. I mean, I think like with the record before with HTTP, like I I was questioning things, like perpetually questioning things and questioning my own like self-worth and like questioning whether the songs were good. And like, I was so like hypercritical and like, there was so much kind of analysis that went into it. Yeah. And it really takes you out of the experience. Like it's, it can be really alienating as well because you're like, I'm the only one who fucking knows like what is happening yeah. in my head. And like, <laughs> uh, you know, you feel crazy. And, and this was nice because it was just like, well, this is happening and I'm just accepting it. I'm, I'm kind of just like letting it, yeah. letting right. it happen. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it was really like a very significant change in attitude, I think, to like making That's music. That's interesting. I think that is really important, isn't it? Like always 
checking your own attitude towards it and your own perspective and reassessing or trying different things and yeah i think it's like important to listen to your inner voice but then like if your inner voice is being a little bitch and like <laughs> trying to trying to take you down yeah yeah <laughs> then, trying to stop you yeah but then you know that's why it's like i i kind of address that in a few of the songs on the on, on boys cry like you know um people you know your voice saying you're not good enough but you just kind of have to have to carry on and, have to carry on have to yeah. battle that mm-hmm. yeah that's awesome that's amazing i mean it is an amazing album man so you should um thank I, you everyone should go and check that out boys cry oscar Scheller. Are, are there features on this record? Is it just you? So there's only. Or did you did you did you collaborate with other producers and artists? And there's only one uh, feature, and that's Katie Gavin from the right, group yeah, Moona. Um, Dope. And I met her. I met actually all those all those girls um, in LA when I was at a party, and we just like <laughs> vibed. And, yeah. Like yeah, Katie and I especially, and then we hung out. She took me to like a little gig when gigs were happening and we kind of kept in touch <laughs> days. Uh, the good old days <laughs> the good old days yeah. and um yeah then when i when i wrote 2d i was in new york and i was like i was seeing someone and then they broke up or they were they basically they thought it was casual even though we'd been talking for like over a month and saying yeah. like i miss you and like, i can't wait to see yeah. you and i like flew to new york to see them like no other reason <laughs> i flew to see them and i got there and they were like oh i'm not really sure you know like this is this is this is casual for me and i'm just like i've been there i'm like <laughs> not very casual that i just flew across the fucking atlantic <laughs> but, you haven't lived until you've flown across the world to be rejected have you? <laughs> but the thing is like again like again that was like a proud moment for me because like in the That's past good. in the past I'd have never got to that point where I could let myself just go and do something like that. And like, you know, I'm romantic, but like that, that was kind of reckless in a way. And, and actually I was really, I was like really grateful that I, that I allowed myself to do that because then it gave me a lot in return. Yeah. And, you know, I, again, I let go of it when, when she said, Oh, it has to be casual or whatever. I just said, well, that's not what I thought this was, <laughs> you know, with all due respect. Um, <laughs> and you know, I honored my own time and my own, uh, yeah intention right and yeah. so then i but then i ended up having a fucking great time in new york i ended up like lily was out there because her Amazing. husband now was, was yeah. living in new york so she was there with him so we got to do some work um and Dan, awesome. danny brown just like hit me up and was like <laughs> come to the studio <laughs> so i ended Let's up go. making some records with him so it was That's a great crazy trip. I, I i didn't even know you did that that's amazing yeah, it was. It was. I love Danny Brown. It That's was surreal, to be honest. But <laughs> that that was the that was the that period was when I wrote Two D, and then uh, like you know, I thought about Katie, and she she posted something on Instagram saying like, "Oh, like, you are you are enough" or whatever. And I was like, I just wrote a song called "I'm Enough," like sent it to her, and then she was like really into it. So that that was like a really natural like That's awesome. meeting of. Yeah, of musical minds, and then yeah, that's the, how, that's the future. How do you? How have you met all of your sort of collaborators? Because obviously you've got quite a lot now. I mean, have you found that it's always been an organic like that, like with Danny Brown? You know, something where someone's just hitting you up, or are you getting out there and meeting people? I mean, I'm sure at some point there was, you know, but like, how do you go about like finding your collaborators? And I think like by working, working with people, meet and meeting people, and 
just getting out there. You know what it's like. Like the work we do is so like personal and intimate. Like being in the studio with someone, like that's their safe space. And yeah. you know, you're really like sharing things on a level. And it's a very like sped up process. Like uh, yeah. in, in normal life, you'd be meeting people like every now and then and sharing your life story with them like every now and then. But with <laughs> with a session, it's like, right, tell me about your mom and how she fucked you up and like tell me about <laughs> your last breakup and like tell me about this. And you're then, like reliving it. <laughs> yeah, it, but, but it's literally like therapy. And so I think when you experience that with someone, then you really, you have a connection. And oftentimes like that will turn into a friendship more, more than often. Yeah. But more than what, often, yeah. That's what I find. And also because I, I only work with people that I personally like, like you yeah, know, that I course. that I feel I'm able to share something with and create with. I can't I can't do things that I don't Yeah, you feel. don't get or don't feel, yeah. Yeah. So so I think that's how I meet the people and then I, I mean I have to say like social media is incredible for connecting um creative people and Yeah, you know, social media is definitely important for that isn't it i think especially in this day and age like meeting upcoming rappers or artists or mm. songwriters or producers it's a great way to find those people and meet other people like-minded people for sure definitely yeah. like i've definitely realized that in 2020 2021 <laughs> yeah. especially when we're all locked down i mean <laughs> well, it's the only way isn't it now? It's, the, it's almost the only way yeah mm. <laughs> um and talking about other collaborators, because obviously we've talked a lot about your artist stuff, mm. um, but also you've produced that album as well and you also produce for other people. Like you've produced for Brooke Candy, you've produced for Ash Nico, mm -hmm. um, bunch of Danny Brown now, I didn't even realise, <laughs> and many others, I'm sure. Good. I mean, how about like, is there a different, do you wear a different hat when you're going from like artist to producer? Yeah. And I also think it depends on what, like which artist I'm working with. Cause like, on, like for instance, with Ash, like she really inspired. Yeah, how did you guys like hook me up and? It was just, uh, Finn, my manager, Finn Kemp. <laughs> shout out, shout out Finn Kemp. Shout out Finn Kemp. My guy. <laughs> he's the best. And yeah, he's done so much for me. He's an incredible manager and a friend. And I've yeah. known him since we were kids. Um, it helps having a great manager. It really does help. Um, <laughs> but he set that up. He, he set up a meeting with Parlophone. I went to meet with Parlophone. They played me a bunch of people that they had. I didn't like any of it apart from Ash. And they yeah. they said, oh yeah, she's she's like really picky about who she works with. And then I, I thought- <laughs> They just like put like a roadblock up straight away. No, no, no. They were like, they were like we'll, we'll, play, we'll play you, uh, we'll play her your stuff, but like, we can't guarantee it. She's really yeah, picky. Yeah. And I was like, she's, I was like, she's never going to work with me. No one knows who I am, like blah, blah, blah. Then she did. She wanted to do a session. She was, well, that's amazing. But it's funny because actually the session that got booked, uh, the the schedules got mixed up somehow. So I was told it was a different day to what she was told, right? So she turned up at my house. I wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> and she came all the way from like Hackney and I lived in Notting Hill. And it's a long way. It's a long way for people who don't know. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a trek across vast. Uh, yeah, literally <laughs> across Mordor. <laughs> um, she um, she turned up and I got a text. Hey, buddy, it's Ash. I'm outside. I'm, I'm in, literally lying in my friend's bed. Like, oh fuck! And <laughs> then you know she was she was really pissed off. And I was like, she's never gonna work with me again. And then I think Finn 
was just like, please give him another chance. Like, I think it was just an honest mistake, or whatever. And then luckily, she gave me another chance. That's amazing. So yeah, that was big that up, was, big up. That, that was big a up, yeah. that was a that was a thin hookup. But like with yeah, with like Ash, she really inspires me um, as a as a producer to like try and you know push things and 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 have a lot of fun because she's got so much humor to what she does and she's so self-aware and she's like not afraid to yeah. she's not afraid to like be funny and 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 have fun with it like yeah um but that's awesome i mean i think there's a so, lot of greats that have done you know a lot of greats that do that they add a humor and character to the mm-hmm. music definitely ash, ash Nico definitely does it's amazing yeah but then there are people like who really inspire me as a songwriter who i want to write like the best songs for and like yeah come up with the most glorious melodies and like, yeah. you know, like heartbreaking like yeah. concepts. So it really depends on like the artist, like what hat I have on. But I think yeah. if that, you know, they are head, different headspaces and I think I enjoy them in different ways, like individually. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I get that. What about you? I mean, it, what about it's, me? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I go, I, I sort of, I mean, I'm definitely not an artist, but I mean, from the producer songwriter headspace, I guess so. Yeah, for sure. I guess yeah. the producer head frame is like trying to come up with like a sonic, like a crazy sonic texture yeah. or something. Yeah. Whereas songwriting, I'm more thinking about like yeah, like you said, like melodies or lyrics. I like I'm not very I'm not so so much a melody guy, but I like to think of lyrics. Yeah, yeah. Like you've, like you've got good yeah. lyrics. You had all sorts of concerts when we were in the studio. <laughs> 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 don't play yourself I, down. Don't play yourself, don't play yourself down. down. I'm a lyric writer. <laughs> I seem, I seem um, to remember you loved um, you loved like fairy tale themes. Like, yeah, I, I do love that. Yeah, <laughs> You're like, yeah, yeah, I do what about that. princess? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, like yeah, we can work I'm with like, princess. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I, 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 yeah. There's something about fairy tales. They're so um, like they 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 have stories in them mm. that have transcended like generations. Oh, they're interesting. I mean, and so I find them really interesting. Yeah, no, I think, and they that... they have a lot of like archetypes and stereotypes in them as well of like. Definitely. Yeah, of of life today. <laughs> no, completely. I completely agree. Like folklore and like fairy tales, like they they hold a lot in them. Like Yeah. Social yeah. So I've always and... liked it. I don't know, I've always liked it. If you could like nail like an amazing song which includes some fairy tale aspects of like the story, I've always liked that idea. I like that. But like Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um Pending. Fairy tale album. Pending. pending. Fairy fairy tale. <laughs> Fairy tale album pending. Yeah. Um, what I don't know if I've ever asked. What? What? Who were your musical heroes growing up? Well, I mean, I grew up like classically trained, like you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I think early on, it was you know the greats. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then it kind of, at, like as a teenager, as I started getting into like, you know guitar music like yeah. more, more introspective music mm-hmm. yeah um, Radiohead and Rage Against the Machine you know like <laughs> but also Venga Boys um, yeah. <laughs> touche I think you know, I, everyone everyone's been to a good house party that's been banging Venga Boys on at some point in their life it's not a party if they don't play Venga Boys <laughs> it's not a party if they you don't. can quote me on that <laughs> <laughs> you can quote me <laughs> um, but um, no I, I, I love Robert Smith he's a big hero of mine uh, Lou Reed, incredible, incredible storyteller, yeah. uh, incredible voice. Um, you know, people like um, 
There was one guy, Al Boley, who's like a wartime singer oh, who I really loved. I haven't heard He of was it. like kind of the first pop star, like in terms of, you know, he was an early recording artist yeah. uh, who was really successful. He actually died um, in a bombing, which is quite sad. Um, That's very sad. So he was yeah. wartime, so he like sang to the troops and things. He was like touring before the war. Um, oh, okay, yeah. But yeah, it's like, anyway, he, I don't know. That's crazy though. That's him. <laughs> and then there was like Julian Casablancas. Um, yeah. There was people like Big L was like a big inspiration yeah. for his storytelling. Awesome. And, yeah. you know, lyrically and a lot of the production on those like hip hop records, the East Coast stuff, I was like massively into. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah. That's dope. Um, and then I'm trying to think who else. I mean, that's a lot of heroes. Yeah, there's quite good, a few. Good, it's good to have heroes. <laughs> yeah, but then I just don't know if I'd want to meet any of them. I guess like da <laughs> Damon Albarn was a big one as well. Uh, I was always a Blur fan. Yeah. Um, I don't really listen to Blur anymore as much <laughs> as I used to. Um, gorillas, I mean. Gorillas are great. Although, <laughs> although weirdly, when that stuff came out, I was like, I'm not listening to it. Not Blur. Like I had like a, <laughs> I was like really anti gorillas, but I like it now. <laughs> that's good yeah I've been re-listening to all their old, uh, like for early stuff I love it so much Kids With Guns oh yeah Demon Kids Days with... yeah. yeah yeah it was amazing really good um, that's dope I mean have you got any I've always liked to ask people this question like mm. what what's your being your favourite studio moment have you got a favourite or like a very memorable or insane <laughs> Maybe I mean maybe going to the studio with Danny Brown in New York randomly is pretty insane I would say that I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that because we <clears throat> like so I didn't have a studio in New York I was kind of freaking out <laughs> you were I, just rolling <laughs> yeah. I was like hotel. I was like me. I was literally like calling people was like yo like I need a studio and like luckily someone came through and they gave me their studio in Brooklyn so I had an address that's and, amazing. Thank um, you to that person. Thank you to that person, honestly. <laughs> Lifesaver. Um, and yeah, so then I had an address. I didn't know if he was going to turn up. Really didn't. I just was like, I don't know. I've, I've, I've had a bad experience. I've had bad experiences with rappers in the past who don't turn up when they <laughs> say they're going to turn up. Or they just will like leave. And I'm sure you've got loads of stories like this. They'll just like be in a session. They'll just like leave and be like, yeah, I'm going to go get my hair cut. And you're like, oh okay I'm, ch I'm chilling <laughs> like, you know, I'll be here working on the beat yeah I'll be like cool then I'll come back with like five guys and like a girl and you're like sick um, let's go let's party but yeah so I wasn't sure but he so he rolled up he had a little entourage with him not nice. that many people like one or two I think maybe actually yeah. might have just been his friend Quell but um, yeah we he brought the Patron the Blunts uh, you know all of it it was there. And you just... It was full of went. And I was like, well, I'm here now. I'm with Danny Brown. You may Brown. as well. Oh, you may as well. <laughs> this uh, is the moment. This is the moment to <laughs> indulge on all accounts. And then yeah. you're like, oh my God, now I need to make a beat. <laughs> no, but it's so funny because I actually have recorded... I, I was like secretly re recording some of his responses because they were like killing me. And he called me the white Quincy Jones. Um, which, which is going, it's going on my, it's going on my gravestone. Um, <laughs> Danny Brown said I was. The one. <laughs> yeah, um, and that that was a mad, that was a mad session. That went on for a while, and that's uh, awesome. And I was, I was pretty fucked up by the end of it. Needless to say, <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. And so maybe some Danny Brown times Oscar Scheller music in the future then. 
I hope so. I mean, he was really, he was really up for making more stuff. He did two tunes. Um, let's go. So let's what go have you on. got? What have you got planned this year? Like, hopefully with quarantine lifting. I mean, are you planning on going back to LA? Or like, what are you working on? Going to work on more music, touring so, maybe your album possibly. I'm planning on moving to LA. So um, let's go. You know, yeah. <laughs> let's go. That's uh, that's where I'm headed. Um, and in terms of touring, yeah, I'm talking to some some agencies right now, and I'm definitely interested in in, in touring the album, not extensively, but yeah, you know, doing some shows, doing some shows. I think it'd be nice to get back out there and uh, and just feel the love, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I think I think we all need it. <laughs> oh, we all need it. Yeah, you know, you you know, you're supposed to have 20, 20 seconds of human touch every day. Well, they at least I'm not. I'm not getting that. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Oh well, I mean, my fiance's in San Diego. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's that's you can't cuddle over over Zoom or FaceTime. Can can't you? Cu- cuddle over Zoom. Although I do have like I have like I have friends who are like my cuddle buddies. I'll just like, like come over and need a cuddle, and like they will just come and cuddle me. COVID safe because COVID know. safe. Yeah, of course. Yeah, we've it's, all it's we've all had it, or you know, whatever. Yeah, with a. I mean, who hasn't had it at this point? Who hasn't had it at this point? Oh, please, the end to COVID. Well, dude, thank you so much for talking to me about all of your music, all of your projects, everything, and your process. I, you know, it's amazing to see all the different things that you're doing. I mean, all the different production, all the different artistry. It's amazing, man. I do want to give you a big shout out because Benj, (laughs) I appreciate that. Benj, like early on when I was sort of really starting to take production and writing stuff seriously and getting more sessions Benj let me you let me your studio um, oh yeah <laughs> which was incredibly kind and you let of me mic, my first proper microphone which I bought I like I bought a version of um, oh amazing so you really yeah you were like you were Oh, you're amazing. You gave me therapy. We wrote songs in the studio <laughs> yeah. in Finsbury Park. Yeah, and Shout. I live I yeah. live around the corner from that. Like I yeah, literally yeah. yeah, so I, it's all I miss connected. Yeah, it's yeah, all connected. Well no, yeah. I appreciate that, man. Well, thank you so much. No, thank, thank you for you. coming on. We gotta get in. We're gonna make some crazy samples and loops soon. Yes, we need beats, to all the craziness once to. all this craziness is over. <laughs> Extra crazy, but on the track. Like, not in life. On the Yeah, yeah, yeah. Extra crazy on the track. <laughs> I need that as my tag. <laughs> Extra crazy on the check. Extra crazy on the check. So thank you so much, Oscar. Everybody go and check out Oscar's music online, Oscar Scheller on Spotify. And yeah, thank you so much, man. Love, big love. Big love.